Hi friends, Dr. Shelley here. Guess what? You're not going to believe this. I have another book coming out from Llewellyn Worldwide. It will be out on December 8th and it's called Blast from the Past, Healing Spontaneous Past Life Memories. So earlier in the 2000s, I wrote a book series, which I have discussed on the Healing Arts Podcast, about a phenomenon I call supretrovi, spontaneous past life memories. This is when we're trying to mind our own business, and yet we're hit with this picture, thought, or feeling about something that happened to us in the past. This was happening to me all the time while I was traveling to other places, and what I found through my research is that I truly believe this happens to every single person alive. The book has some incredible endorsements from people like Coast to Coast's George Norrie and others, and it would mean the world to me if you will go out and pre-order my book so that you can have it before the holidays when it comes out on December 8th. So check out Blast from the Past, Healing Spontaneous Past Life Memories, now available in pre-order on Amazon.com. And thank you so much for your support. Namaste. The Healing Arts Program is not intended as a substitute for consultation with a licensed medical or mental health professional. The listener should regularly consult a physician or mental health professional in matters relating to his or her health, and particularly with respect to any symptoms that may require diagnosis or medical attention. This program provides content related to educational, medical, and psychological topics. As such, listening to the program implies your acceptance of this disclaimer. Welcome to Healing Arts. I'm your host, Dr. Shelley Kerr. Hey, dear one, I hope you're doing great, and I hope you're having a wonderful Memorial Day weekend. And so I wanted to mention um, that if you go over to my website, which is pastlifelady.com, and you click on the events tab, guess what? I've actually got some real events where I'm going to go out in public starting in June. I'll be at the Dallas Psychic Fair signing books. And then in July, there's a couple of big expos here in Dallas. One is called Holistic Festival of Life over in Plano. That's one of my favorites. It's on, I think, July 10th. I don't have my calendar (laughs) in front of me, but um, I'll be out there. And I will also be at the Wellness Expo, which is coming up that following weekend on the 17th which is going to be an Irving. So I'm super excited to get back out in public because it has been so long. And um, I attended an expo a few weeks ago. I didn't have a booth though. And it was just so awesome to see everybody. So I am very, very looking forward to seeing you. If you are in the Dallas area, please come by and check it out and go over to my website, pastlifelady.com. Click on events and contact and you'll see the details there. So we've got a really special guest today, my friend Melissa Virtue. She is amazing. Um, She's a wonderful person, first of all, but she's also very, very talented in the area of dreams. And I actually got some letters because I pre-programmed this show on my YouTube channel. So it sits out there before it goes live. And some people had written in, they wanted to know if Melissa would interpret their dreams. Unfortunately, I pre-recorded this quite a while ago. So we will definitely need to have her back. And if we do, I'll, um, I'll give you a warning so that you can send in some of your dreams. I gave her a couple of mine. And she is amazingly accurate. And um, I was kind of (laughs) shocked 
<laughs> if you go over to my YouTube channel, you'll probably get to see the look on my face when I go, doing, you know, when she's telling me some really deep information about what I thought was a very um, fluffy little dream. Apparently, according to Melissa, these dreams mean more than we could have ever imagined. So it's all very, very interesting. So with that, I hope you will enjoy my talk with Melissa Virtue. So let's check it out together. Hey, friends, welcome to another episode of Healing Arts. So I have my amazing friend, Melissa Virtue, on the show. She is a dream alchemist, absolutely a wonderful person. And so she's going to help us talk about something very important to every person watching right now, and that is our dreams. Melissa, you're amazing. Welcome to Healing Arts. <laughs> Thank you. It's such a pleasure and delight. I am so honored to be here. Thank you, Shelley. <laughs> oh, I'm honored to have you. So I have to start out with this. I have heard several times on the news um, ever since the pandemic happened that people have been having really weird dreams, like more dreams than ever before. Is that true? Or what, what would you say to that? Um, I would say it's true. Definitely. Uh, Okay, so there are two sides to it. The first side is, yes, people are getting um, some very strong, powerful guidance because dreams, to me, they, they are guidance. Everything that we dream about is a message from the mundane to the really powerful, profound, strange. And so people are receiving even more vibrant, powerful dreams than they have before, but also people are able to remember their dreams better. So it's not necessarily that they're, some people are receiving more dreams. They're just able to remember them now. Okay. Do you think that's because we've slowed down because we've kind of had to? Yes. We've had to slow down. We've had to allow ourselves to go within, to incubate. People's sleeping patterns are different now. Um, they were from the beginning. You know, a lot of the conscious mind gets out of the way when we sleep and all of this stuff can come forward and we can receive lots of information from our guides. And so people are open because they're going, what's going on? I need help. And any time that we invite that in, even in the simplest, what? Pow, it comes in. <laughs> and so, but also our bodies are responding to just hang out. It, it's in a different vibration. You know, we're all kind of just calming down and allowing ourselves to receive at night because people are exhausted. And um, that exhaustion has turned into okay, I'm getting into some kind of rhythm here. I, I, you know, like I said, sleeping patterns are different. So um, all the different people I've talked to, it really depends on what's going on in your life and how you're receiving um, you, this state and environment that you're in. Like I'm in my home and I work from my home and I have for a long time, but some people haven't. Yeah. So the switch from office to home office also brings in a calm and peace that they're not driving out on the road. They're not receiving inundation of sound and noise from mm. the business place or the traffic or the honking or the motors or the jets and airplanes flying over. Even when you're asleep, we've noticed um, last year the airplanes and jets stopped flying over, right? Yeah. And so that sound that we're getting when we're sleeping, now it's quiet and there's this resonance that we're able to let go and deeply relax so that has a lot to do with it so you think it's not really that these dreams are weirder but that it's just that we're remembering them where we were too exhausted perhaps to remember them before exactly exactly but not necessarily weirder <laughs> not necessarily weirder um some people are that are really tuned into their dreams are getting a lot more um powerful more vibrant information than they have yeah. before but see again they're going to a different state too. They're relaxing even deeper too and able to just be in silence, so. Yeah, here's something I wanted to ask you. How, how did you get into this in the first place? How did you learn that this was your gift? Um, I think I, I, when I was three, I, I can remember one of my dreams, a couple of my dreams when I was three years old and it's a dream that I've held on to. And I talk about it with my mother every now and then I would bring it up, but I started asking my mom, she remembers from when I was four, um, my dreams and saying, you know, this happened, you know, as a four-year-old can say, but telling her these things about my dreams. And as I was five and six and seven, I used to ask my mom all the time, like, what does this mean? What, 
I'm dreaming this. I always remembered my dreams and I always felt they were really important, something very important for me to pay attention to. They always felt natural for me. I never thought about not dreaming at night um, or that people didn't remember their dreams. I didn't know that some people dreamt in black and white. I thought everybody dreamt in color and they remembered them when they woke up in the morning. Um, I just, it was part of me. It was part of my world. I never questioned it until I got to high school. And also when my mom was saying, I don't know how to answer that, <laughs> you know, and I would tell her these big, long dreams and she was like, we've got to go to school, Melissa, wrap it up, you know? So um, when I moved to New York city after university, after I went to university, uh, I was a professional dancer. And so the company I was with people from all over the world were involved in the company. So it wasn't just people from the United States of America. So I wasn't just working with my culture, but other cultures. And um, in my culture, as you know, our culture is very mixed anyway. But I yeah. started realizing, wait a minute, there are things called dream dictionaries. What are these? And so people started coming to me intuitively telling me their dreams. And I started talking about with people once they found out I love dreams. So I started asking them, what does your culture believe? Do you have any books that talk about your culture's customs and beliefs? And so I started going to library on my off time and my days off and um, I go to Barnes and Noble and I go to these little tiny, you know, antique bookstores and research anything I could on symbolism um, because dream dictionaries just didn't work that. And I have my own theory why now finally, but that's how I first started helping other people. And then, you know, I had um, my director of the company started asking me a couple of questions about their dream. And um, so pretty soon I was doing some dream interpretation <laughs> or guiding them in it. And then it just kind of started, I left dance, I retired and um, wasn't my plan. It was the universe's plan. I was in a really bad accident when I moved from New York City to Colorado. And, you know, um, that started me on a whole new path. And while I was healing, I started doing some deep study into guidance and the angelic beings around us and mm -hmm. all of this. And my dreams were unfolding prophetically. And I started seeing, wait a minute, this is, this is really, really important for me to bring forward again. And so it just kind of started rolling out from there. Speaking of culturally, that's so interesting. Do you find that the dreams, um, are cross-cultural? Are we all kind of interpreting things the same or does that actually differ depending on what culture we're talking about? So it's like belief system is how I liken it. Um, you know, all paths lead to the divine, okay? Right. Doesn't matter what you really call it, but there is a basic archetypal symbolism. And um, many years ago I decided, because I never did any kind of formal dream study, it was all through interviewing people and researching and um, my own dreams. I would peel apart and just go layer and layer. And then I would peel other people's apart. And I did hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of different types of people's dreams. And I noticed culturally each different culture, including Native American to Aboriginals to, you know, the Asiatic cultures to um, the Eastern Europeans and um, Middle Eastern, and, you know, all of this different culture, we all have some basic symbols that mean the same thing to all of us. And so I call them basic dream symbols, like water, for example, um, blood, you know, and all just trees, you know, um, and they usually have to do with the elements, fire, mm. earth, air, water, you know. And so there are some basic dream symbols that we all, yes, we all hold a very foundational meaning with and then from there it depends on the dreamer and their culture and how they respond to it yes then you pile more meaning on top of that <laughs> so yeah because don't you think that it does really have to do with the person receiving the dream based on maybe what they're going through there's got to be some of that to oh, yeah. the art of it right Oh, absolutely. And that's the thing. That's why dream dictionaries don't work because someone will say that, you know, receiving a bouquet of flowers, I read in a dream dictionary once, um, means that you're going to have a windfall of money. And I'm like, cool. That's for the person who wrote it, you know, right. <laughs> that's what it means to them. But to me, a bouquet of flowers means this is a special moment I'm going to receive. It won't last forever. So enjoy it, you know? Right. And because flowers die, cut flowers die. Right. 
quicker Absolutely. than blooming. So um, that's what it means to me. So yes, Shelly, yes, to answer that, the dreamer is the best interpreter. I'm just a guide that helps them start uncovering and, and I start seeing a pattern of the dream and help them go, okay, so we put these together like this because it tells a story, which is actually a message from the divine. Um, but yes, it does matter. But things like colors, there's a basic meaning to the color red. And then I say, okay, dreamer, what does that also mean to you? Now let's look at your dream. What were you doing with that red? Because that'll tell us even more of what it means. So, or what it's trying to tell you. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So Melissa is online friends at melissavirtue.com. So I was on your website and you've got your link to your blog talk radio show. <laughs> and so I noticed on there, you have some interesting topics that you've covered with listeners, such as like what our relationships mean in dreams, like how different, like whether it's our family members or friends and how they show up in dreams. Is that another thing that's kind of open to any kind of broad generalizations or is it just all very personal to the person receiving it? So it's, it's both because there's a broad generalization for what a person in a dream means. So for example, you would have, let's say that you dreamt of your grandmother. So your grandmother represents you. So the person represents the dreamer, a part of the dreamer, an aspect. So your grandmother, Shelley, would represent an aspect of you in the dream. And then she represents herself. Okay. And then after we figure that out, what did your grandmother and you, what were your relationship and how do you feel about her? And how did you feel about her in the dream? And what were you guys doing? What was she saying? What was she wearing? What were you wearing? So then we start doing all of that. But yes, generally, if you're dreaming about someone, they represent a part of yourself, an aspect of you, as well as an aspect of themselves. You know, um, even a stranger represents that, even a celebrity. I have a lot of people coming about celebrity, <laughs> celebrity dreams, um, even about past relationships and exes. And usually the, the past relationships have to do, I can say 99.9% .9 of the time, they have to do with healing something in that relationship that you haven't quite let go of, that you still have like a little smudge of a fingerprint somewhere, you know, there, right. it just needs to be released and you're going to need to do the work and it's time to do the work if you're having that dream come up. So can the work be done in the dream itself or is this just the subconscious mind and the angels and guides saying, Hey, hello, wake up. You need to do this. Or is it a little bit of both? It's a little bit of both. Um, the dream, the dream is starting the healing work and then whatever it's telling you in the dream, that's why it's important to decode and decipher what the dream is saying, right? Then you take that into awake time, which is what we call reality. And you work on what that is, whether it's journaling your feelings about it, um, doing a ceremony for yourself, or if you are in contact with that person and you feel like, okay, that's enough, no more, or whatever it may be. It's you doing the rest of the finishing, tidying off and cleansing out of that healing work. Interesting. Okay, so I'm going to share some dreams as we go through these topics so that you sure. can understand exactly how crazy uh, <laughs> this is over here that you're dealing with. Um, <laughs> well, it's a beautiful crazy then. <laughs> hey, what's up, everybody? I mean, people who've been watching this for a while kind of getting a clue about that, but if they haven't already, they're getting ready to. Um, I had a dream. There's a couple that are coming to mind. One that's um, along the lines of the grandmother. I recently had a dream that I was out shopping in this big busy place and then it was time to go get on an airplane. And so the airplane was up on this hill, but in order to go on the runway, it had to go down these, um, like it looked like tiled stairs. And so my mother was in there. She was gonna try to get me something to drink. She left the airplane and went out to go get me something to drink. I was like, you don't need to do that for me. I'm fine. Meanwhile, the door shut and the plane is going kathunk, 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 kathunk down these tile steps. And it's starting to take off. I said, you can't leave without her. And so we went kathunk, 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 and put her back in the plane. And then I woke up after that. Okay. So aside from insanity. Um, what do you think <laughs> <No>. about that? <laughs> oh my gosh. Seriously, over the last really 25 years that I've been doing this, it I've heard some wild things and I love and honor because it's so vulnerable to share your dream with someone. So thank you. I want to say, first of all, that's <laughs> very vulnerable. Thank you. Um, but being in a crowded area that again, I would say to you, 
it depends on what you were doing in that crowded area, how you feel, but we're going to start from the beginning to, so you can kind of see how this works. Um, so a lot of energy around you. That's why I'll say generally speaking, and every dream has several layers to it, but let's just say generally speaking, a lot of energy around you. I don't know if the energy felt like it was compressing or anything, but a lot of energy you were traveling and it was a fast mode of transportation that you were, you were taking an airplane is what we have right now, the fastest mode, right? Until we learn to teleport. There we go. So getting on that airplane, you were saying, I'm going somewhere. I'm making this from point A to point B. So this could have been um, career oriented for you. It could have been personal oriented, but it's whatever your mother is also supporting you. And did you say mother or grandmother? Mother. Yeah. Whatever your mother is supporting you in. So um, her energy matters. Her aspect is showing you the aspect of mother to yourself. So the aspect of mother sets in the West. So that's the element of water. So it deals with emotion, rebirthing oneself, initiation, um, creativity in the way of birthing something. It can also be, um, you know, the womb, any hurts or traumas that we've had that we've really taken in and they've deeply seated in there. Um, it can have to do with all of that kind of information. And, you know, it, it represents the element of the West is where the sun sets. So it's, there's an ending kind of a finishing off of something there. So it's interesting that she came in. So that's what would be mother for you, you know, any of these. So just kind of think what that could mean for you. But she came in on the airplane with you and you had to go down tile stairs, which is interesting because that can represent um, since the airplane was pointed forward, you're not going backward anywhere. You're going forward, but maybe you need to go within because you're going down into something. And it's a noticeable kathunk, kathunk, kathunk. Tile not being the best conductor for an airplane to take off of, you know? So it's going to be hard, maybe brittle a little bit. Your steps that you need to take to get down, see, to get there quickly. Um, but the fact that she took off then I would connect that back to your mother. Do you feel like that she, and you don't have to answer this, and this is how I say it to the dreamers. You don't have to tell me unless you want, but her energy was there with you and then she left and you're going, um, and you're worried about, you know, wait, I can't go. I can't move forward without, and that could be support. That could be anything that I mentioned in the West, right. you know, right? Mm-hmm. And so, but you decided to back up because you, you said, no, you were that powerful to get that huge airplane to back up and wait for that support or whatever that aspect was that you needed. Does that make sense? So that's kind of the first layer of your dream. <laughs> wow. And then we would start peeling it away. <laughs> Interesting. Mm -hmm. Another kind of relationship dream I'll run by you that I think a lot of viewers probably have. I had a friend who passed away several years ago and I kept having a dream that I kept trying to show up to places. And the minute that I arrived, he had just left one minute earlier and I just missed him. And so I kept going from place to place trying to find him. Have you had people have similar dreams like that? This is a very common dream. And um, it's feeling like you're missing out or you're missing that connection over and over and over. So there are types of dreams that we can have. Okay. So one would be a mirror dream and it reflects our feelings of a situation. So I would talk to you further and ask you questions to find out if this was a mirror dream, showing you how you felt it in that point in your life that you were having this dream. If it's a dream that reoccurs, then in each point in your life with that dream, that same pattern's happening. Okay. Mm. So it means you need to heal something about this, but if this were a mirror dream, it's reflecting your inner feelings of missing a connection. You feel like you keep missing an opportunity and connection to a masculine energy. And if this was, and I'll just say it in this respect, okay. if it is a lover for someone or a past relationship for someone, or then it would be that type of person. And even that person, you always feel like maybe crossed and crossed and crossed. But your guides are telling you also that um, it's not meant to be. So you can let that go if you keep doing right. this with someone. The timing's off. It's not right. Or the energies aren't right for this lifetime, whatever that might be. But um, that would be the first layer I would start 
introducing the dream with. I haven't yeah. had that one in years, but speaking of something you just said, so mm -hmm. don't you believe that some of our dreams are past life memories that are just coming to the surface of our mind? Absolutely. 100%. I've had many myself and over, like I said, the 20 years, 25 years I've been doing this. So many people that at least, um, you know, 70% of my clientele as well. And family and friends have also had past life dreams. And it's amazing because like I said earlier, we have different types of dreams, prophetic dreams. We have problem solving dreams. We have mirror dreams. We have recurring dreams. We have um, dream healing types of dreams. We also have past life dreams. And past life dreams, you know, because you're in a different place in time. And as you know, Shelly, you can you know that you're embodying it. You may be speaking a different language. You may be dressed completely different. You might feel really familiar with this place. Like it's a home that when you upon awakening, you're like, I've never been there, you know, or I'm so fascinated by that place. I have been my whole life, you know, right. um, but you're dreaming of an aspect of that past life. And that specific aspect is for you to use at this point in your life. Now, when you're having the dream, they're saying, use this gift that you had in that past life, uncover it because it's there within you. You know, she, he is ready to emerge with this gift right now. Also past life dreams can, as you know, it's the same with going and understanding past lives is that they're there for healing purposes to help us understand and heal. And on a general level, all dreams are there for helping us heal and moving forward and expanding and growing. So yes, absolutely. And sometimes people are like, why didn't I dream of the whole thing? And I'm like, because you only needed to know that one aspect, you know, that was the only part that was really significant right now. And so, yeah, I would have um, people set meditate on that and ask their guides or their inner selves, their highest self. Why did you show me this? What do I need to know about it? If they can't quite figure out what that was for, but usually we you know, I give them some tools and techniques to work with in that way, but usually the dream's pretty bang on with what it's trying to say in that, you know, little aspect. But yes, I think those are very powerful, you know, very powerful because we're everything, right? We, we have so much, so much within us. We're, we're the mm -hmm. fabric of the universe and stars, you know, who said that we're made of stardust? Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Absolutely, we are. Mm -hmm. um, what about animals when animals show up in the dreams? Is that a totem or is it another symbol or how would you define that? I love you. <laughs> I love animals. <laughs> you are wonderful, Melissa. Yes. Um, so when animals show up, it is animal, what I call animal medicine. And there it's a totem. So another word for that would be totem but they're bringing their guidance as well. So you look at the animal, obviously you look at the whole dream, what's going on, what you're doing, the actions, the colors, the environment, the people involved, what the animal's doing in the dream. But then when you awaken, you also wanna look at the animal and going, okay, so you dreamt of a bear, let's say. Was it a brown bear, a polar bear? Was it a panda bear? That matters, okay? Cause they're all very different and you, look at their environments. How do they live? How do they treat their young? What do I feel about them as the dreamer? You know, how do I connect right. with them? You know, bears connected to the pole star, right? And mm. the giant bear. Yeah. So a lot of people feel very pulled to those night sky origins. And so, you know, that can also represent, we have to look back at the mythologies and the lore because there's really no mythology. They're just stories told that people may not have quite understood. It's, it's their oral tradition of something that happened in the past. And so we look at the lore surrounding bear, the ancient stories about bear. Um, so then you can understand even more the medicine that bear is giving you and the power time. I like to recommend Ted Andrews to people. His yes. book. Yeah. My favorite. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of the best books ever. Animal yeah. speak. Yes. Yes. So when you have a lot of animal dreams or one that's really powerful, I, I think everybody should read animal speak anyway, but um, it really can help you understand the animal medicine that you're dreaming of. And it's there for a reason. 
everything you dream about is there intentionally for a reason, not because you ate pizza, not because you got, you know, ran around crazy after your toddler, you know, and had butter in your hair or whatever, you know, it's, it's really because, and not because you watched some show, although watching violence or playing violent video games or listening to people who speak violently or you're around a lot of negative energy that can open what I call gateways because there's a whole thing about where we go when we're dreaming. Is it just in our mind? And so I have a whole thing about that, but it can open, especially for kids because they're so vulnerable, but for us too, gateways into the nightmares, you know? And so Mm -hmm. really cutting that stuff out. I mean, cartoons are so violent. (laughs) Yeah, they really are. Yeah. So, you know, if you're, one of those people that's very sensitive, which we're all kind of awakening to our sensitivities right now. Um, you know, let's just, let's take that violence out, any of that negative stuff, and you won't find yourself going into those fearful places, you know. Absolutely. I, that's got to, I mean, you know, that affects people, especially because if you were staying up late watching weird stuff on TV, then you're going to go to bed or something. That's that the brain still has to process this. And think about it too, Shelly, it's not just the brain, but you're right. The brain is still processing, still processing it. Also the light from, you know, we all hear about blue light and all of this, but the light from the intake that we're watching, if we're watching it, especially in our, I call it our dream chamber, that's our bedroom. You really don't want to bring a TV in there. And um, if that's your only option, because I used to live in a studio apartment in New York and I did, I had a TV in there. I would cover it up with a, a cloth, but I wouldn't watch TV um, an hour before bedtime because like you said, the brain processing and we've just absorbed, we're energetic beings. I mean, I can sit still, but I'm still vibrating like this. Everybody vibrates. That's how molecules and atoms work, you know? So um, we're vibrating and we're taking in that vibration into our, our vibration. And so it's in our fields, our energetic fields. And so while we're, and you can read anybody, um, Stephen Halpern talks about sound medicine and, you know, Ted Andrews even had a book, I think, sound medicine. And there's all this study right now that sound heals, but sound can also reverse that as well, you know? So for taking in violent speaking and these action movies and, you know, and bringing in this drama, then yes, we're going to have that vibration and move right into that in dream time. Absolutely. I, I thought about, you know, because our brains are kind of like computers. We're taking in really right now too much data, like far more than we could ever hope to process. So I would think that's one of the reasons why we do have to sleep and dream mm-hmm. is so we can kind of churn through some of this. And like you said, if we can stick to positive things, that's got to make us feel better in our waking mm-hmm. lives. It's true. I mean, the ancients had temples. They had small incubation temples. Um, Asclepian temples in Greece, they called them, and around the world, they're called different things. But even on Malta, those little, you know, some of those temples were for dreaming, and people would actually, that was their vacation. And it wasn't to relax, it was to go in and deeply heal the body by sleeping and also uncover a message that they, you know, want us to incubate because we can incubate an issue that we're having, either healing something physically, energetically, or a problem we need to solve in our life um, or, you know, trying to manifest something, whatever it may be, they would take this thought, feeling, intention, and they would go into these temples and they would be there for three days and just sleep. And they would have a guide, a dream guide. And there are these ancient books that have this written in. It's, it's awesome. And they would um, have the dream guides would walk around with the herbs, burning the herbs because it promotes like lavender, for example, we all know lavender and chamomile, they're nervines, so they help us relax. Our body nervous system relaxes. And so they would burn certain herbs and have essential oils that they would drop in the incubation chambers for each person to help them deeply relax and continue their dream state. I mean, of course they would wake up between these, but you know, so those messages could come forward. This was an ancient practice in all cultures and they highly regarded these messages. So um, we can heal our bodies as we're dreaming. It doesn't mean sometimes we do wake up exhausted with the dreams because we've done some other things traveling (laughs) and dream time. But, you know, generally speaking, we we can heal ourselves and put our bodies in a deep state of rejuvenation and healing, just like 
a starfish, you know, it can rejuvenate parts of itself. And so can we. So sleep is extremely important. And we spend most of our lives doing it. <laughs> yeah, we need it. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned the sounds. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. the Stephen Halperins and Jonathan and Andy Goldman, and yeah, you know, they I use the, the, yeah, I do too. I, they're going to be on the show in a few weeks too. You know how you entrain the brain using those sounds and then it, it'll put you to sleep, and, mm-hmm. you know? And I think yeah. that's, that's always helped me anyway. Exactly. And I, and I think it would help everybody to listen to specific, you know, Hertz frequencies, um, yes. right. Whatever, you know, experiment and see what works for you and then continue that rhythm and that pattern for yourself because, you know, not nature sounds, natural sounds, put our body in that nice incubation space but it allows ourselves to naturally heal and naturally mend. Um, and like you said, you know, a, a frequency, specific frequencies um, also do that. And so I always recommend that. You're right. That's a great thing to do. So, yeah. And you talk. mentioned like, where are we going when we're asleep? So <laughs> I had written a book many years ago about parallel universes, taking clients through hypnosis into alternative spaces. So do you believe that we're traveling into alternative dimensions as well in the dream state? Yes, absolutely. There, there are all kinds of possibilities here. And, and one of them that I found is that's what we're doing. Depending on the type of dream, you know what to look for to, to understand which type of dream you're having, but that is the type of dream is visiting alternate realities, alternate, alternate dimensions, right? Because it's, as you probably found in the book, you know, they're like right next to us there, there are these time is circular, right? (laughs) And so they exist, coexist with us. And we're just going through a doorway, um, where we go. And this is my, my understanding up to this point in my life. Um, and, and study is that, and like I said earlier, I didn't formally train what I did a few years ago is I studied psychology of it. I took psychology courses for it because I wanted to know the psychology behind it because I had, I, I was deeply, I was guided with all my guides and it was something I came into. This was my thing to help with, but, um, I wanted to understand what the psychologists were telling people and what that was all about. And so I studied that. And it has its merit in its places, um, but here we go. So we go into another space called the astral realm. And um, it's, we go into this, let me think how to explain it. There are realms that like the world tree in all cultures, they talk about the world tree. Yeah. So we have a celestial yeah, realm. And then we have, you know, another one. And then the astral realm ties the two realms above and the two realms below. Okay. And that's the, the place, the gateway that we go into in dream time. And people say, well, what goes there in my mind, my, you know, it doesn't really matter, but if you really want to know it's, it's our essence, right. Our a part of ourselves, just like an auric field, it's an energetic field that I personally term the dream body, because it's just the easiest thing to explain. Right. And so it's an energetic vehicle that we take into the astral realm. And a lot of people ask me, you know, is this like astral projection? And it's, it's like astral projection. You know, we're projecting our energy there, um, but we don't have to work at it. It's a natural state of being for us when we sleep. So we go into this astral realm, then there's a higher and lower astral realm, just with the two above and two below, there are higher and lower realms to them. And um, we live in the physical realm, right? And so in the astral realm, the higher realm is where angels and and the ascended masters and our guides reside, that divine love and light, bringing the information from the divine realm, okay? And the lower part of the astral realm is where, you know, we get into those tricky, darker spaces that are kind of like, don't want to go there. So when we go to the astral realm, our guides can say, hey, you know what? This is a great place for you to go. Let's check out this dimension. <laughs> Sometimes they're really cruisy and they're like, let's go check out this alternate dimension. So from the astral realm, it's the big gateway. We go there and go to other places, okay? Wherever that may be, past life, um, future life, uh, present information, or um, you know, to an alternate dimension. So we can see that we're a part of everything because that even is a healing aspect to see alternate dimensions for ourselves. And I've had those dreams and many clients who have. 
So it's, it's fascinating. I mean, it's vast and it's more than I think we even understand, you know, <laughs> right now at this point in time. <laughs> I think, don't you think we can kind of recharge our batteries in those expansive dimensions? Absolutely. Absolutely. We, so the thing is, is when we travel this energetic vehicle that I term the dream body, when we travel energetically again, we're not just imagining this, right? I mean, imagination is energy. Okay. So it's not what some people term as make believe. And I love that word because you're making belief happen, right? So we are actually energetically traveling there. And so we are taking the light, the vibration, the information for wherever we're going, and we're bringing it back and integrating it, assimilating it into our physical well-being and our spiritual, mental, emotional well-being, our auric field, and we're awakening with that integrated. See, so wherever we go, we're pulling like notes of music or strands of light and we're bringing them back to integrate. And that's how we began continuing to expand and heal. And as you say, recharge. I, I feel like, you know, as I know, you know, you know, our guides and angels are trying to communicate with us. And so just yesterday is an example. I got very, very sleepy in the afternoon. And it's really easy to ignore that, but I thought, no, I better go lay down. And then you just feel like you really are, I don't know what to say, like being put back together or you're recharging. And then you get up 10 minutes later and it was just like, you've had a real paradigm shift. So do you think that the angels and guides are kind of working on us in these spaces as well? Absolutely. I do. I think that we are not really separated from any of that. Um, we're not separated from them in that way either. I think that what, you know, what they're doing is um, we're connected to them, right? We're connected to all that is because again, we're energy, vibration, sound as Jonathan will, will probably say is we're, we're connected to everything. So um, when you feel like you need to lay down and you listen to yourself, which is yay. And I know your guys were like, yes. Our bodies are indicators, they're instruments. And your instrument tells you, I'm tired. I need you to do something about it. And so laying down in that space and time, that was our, our guides and our angels going, lay down. We need to kind of help you recenter, reintegrate. Your energies are a little bit spread out, but it's not just our angels and guides. It's our higher self too that works right. with our angels and guides, right? Our antenna. And so, and that's part of our spine. It just keeps going energetically. Our spine is really long energetically. And so here we are pulling everything back in letting it recenter, realign. And so, yes, they're working on us. Our higher selves are working on us. I do believe that, absolutely. When we listen to our guidance or when we do lay down. And I feel like um, at night even, or small naps or just taking a moment to Shavasana, lay down and yes. close your eyes, you are being rebalanced because you're saying, please, I, I surrender, I give up. I, or not even give up, but I, I let go and yeah. let be. And when we're being, we reintegrate back to where we are center, where we need to be. Scientists have clinically proven, though, that people really should take naps during the day. I used to joke around that I was going to start an association called Citizens for Siesta or something, you know, because we need to relax. You know, I think yeah. this is part of the problem. Yes. I think during the pandemic, there's probably been people who have taken naps who probably never had a nap in their entire life, you know. Absolutely. I mean, there's so many blessings from, I know that from everything that's been happening currently, there's so many blessings. It's, it's uplifted even more than it's unsettled, but um, you know, sometimes we, in order to be growth, we have to break through the buds. The flower mm -hmm. has to break through that bud to grow, to bloom and blossom. So um, you know, the, the power of just being, and closing your eyes and going within is so much more powerful than, well, let me just arrange this really quick, or let me just go over here and I just, I need to wipe this down or clean this up, or, you know, I just have a few little things I could do really quick in that space of time. No, this is more powerful because when you get up, boom, boom, it's done. You know, it yeah. allows you to just, whoosh, you know, come right. There is up. a sense of like, we wanna push and make things happen. Mm -hmm. But if we would just pause for a minute, and then like you said, when you come back to it, it's just so easy to do things. 
that seem like such a struggle before because we need to stop fighting ourselves, you know? Exactly, exactly. And in letting go and letting ourselves be, it's actually, we become clarified on, oh, that wasn't really that important. I'm not going to do that now. <laughs> you know, I don't Absolutely. need to, you know, we kind of let the other extraneous things fall away. They don't matter, you know, and we gain yeah. clarity on what matters, even in the space of a few minutes of just lying down and closing your eyes, you know. So if you're someone that drifts off to sleep within a few minutes, though, then you definitely needed that respite, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. So where do you think it's headed like through the rest of this year and beyond for the society in general? Well, I don't, I'll say it this way. I only think that we are headed upward and more expansion and light. And what that really means for everyone is I think only positive things um, with some, with some hurdles and some um, few little creative ways that we need to weave, right? Um, so start stretching, get your flexibility going, roll your shoulders because there'll be a few little hurdles that we'll need to jump. Yeah. <laughs> and, and do it with, with happiness because the happier that we can, the more we can laugh, the higher the vibration and the more we can just let it shake off. But I think that we're moving onward. We really are. We're expanding. I think that by December, we'll have gone through a couple of, um, moments of, <gasps> And then, okay. And, and then, okay. <laughs> you know, so I think there'll be some stops and starts and some struggles. It'll look like that there are some struggles, but remember what we're seeing is illusion. I mean, everything right. we see, we kind of are, are believing in that when we give it belief, we're lending it credibility. So unplug from things that don't feel right. You know, um, you don't have to put your belief in that stock over there. You can put it over here. So I think that a lot of paradigm is falling down. It's going to continue to fall down. There'll be some last grasps of fear, probably that people are going to want to throw out there like little fireballs or sticky things, but um, you just stay strong, anchor your light, dance in your light and your trust, trust, trust. And I think by December, we're going to see a lot of change that is going to be very happy change. And then I think it'll go for another year of changing and shifting and changing and shifting a little bit easier than it was this last year. But I think we still have that, that, that headed towards us. <laughs> yes. And growing of light, but it's really about letting go. Like what we were just talking about, letting go, you know, um, changing our perspective on what it has to be. Isn't it exciting to be like, what is it going to be? What do I want to make it? How do I choose to see it? You know? I think it's an exciting time to be alive. I mean, all the things we've been through in the last year, it's just so interesting. You know, we have a chance to really um, create something very amazing here, I think. We do. And this is all opportunity. It's all opportunity. I will say there's no going back, though. There's no going back. The light has entered. We are being helped with some really profound ideas and ways to do things. You do not have to invest anything that you don't want to. Remember, you can choose to unplug at any time and plug into your belief and what you want. This is really a time of what do we want to create here? You know, but the light's taking off, meaning that expansion and openness and, and people talking about, I really want my bliss in my life. I really want my bliss, but I feel like I can't have that. You can, you can, you're yes. seeing the crumbling of everything, you know, just maybe it's going to be better than you ever imagined. Right. And so here it is transforming all of the rules and honestly, patriarchal things are, are falling down. And that doesn't mean like, Yay, feminine. It means the integration of masculine, feminine, the integration of the right. divine masculine, the divine feminine. And finally, back to that balance instead of the swings like this, you know, and things have to be uprooted in order to be reseeded and planted. So it's not a deluge. We're not going through that like they went in the ancient past. <laughs> we're going through a light resonance is coming in and we're awakening we're awakening to our bliss. And so that's how I see it. And that's what the guides, my guides are telling me. Um, there are a lot of people out there talking about it. And, and so tune into those, those feelings. If it feels right to you, you know, don't let someone scare you. 
Exactly. I, I totally agree. I think really good things are coming. And I had another dream I'll share because it's so yeah. silly that is very blissful. So I was with three good friends and um, there were these, I wanted to give them something. So there were these three slides and these doors, I somehow opened the doors and these little Pomeranian puppies <laughs> came down the slides and each one of my three friends grabbed them and they were snuggling, you know, anyway, it was very joyful and blissful. And it was just so cute because, you know, I love little doggies and kitties. So anyway, it made me feel good. It made me feel like, you know, good things are coming, exactly. but I'm an eternal optimist anyway. So but I always feel like, right. you know, it's going to get better. Hello. It has to. Yes. I mean, of course it's going to get better. It's, it's, you're right. Absolutely. It has to. And I love that you're an eternal optimist. So am I. And I think that, you know, people are waking up to wait, actually, that's how I really want to be. And that's, that's our core. That's who we are. We are light. We are love. That's our core being, eternal optimism. And so it's not something to scoff at or feel embarrassed by. So if those people, if you're out there listening, you let yourself be that internal optimist because you're anchoring the light that's coming in. You are helping create this new paradigm that is blissful. And those puppies and that unconditional love just sliding right towards you and having all of that support and system. And I'll just say the number three is so powerful. You know, it's that triple trinity of not religious belief, but it's a triple trinity within yourself. The, the weaving of all of the energies, the young, you know, that warrior energy that's fighting for it. And then that nurturing energy that's creating it. And then that strong, wise energy that's planting it. You know, it's like that triple within oneself. And you can say the feminine and the masculine in that. So, but yeah, I, I think that's a beautiful dream. And I think it does. I think it's prophetic in that way of um, all that fun and that love and that happiness because puppies are so you know, unconditional and people want to cuddle them and it's healing. They're very healing. And I think that's what we have to look forward to is healing and continuing healing and continuing to expand. And all of us seeing the, the ground around us on a metaphorical, we're all leveling out the plane. You know, we're, we're leveling it out here. There's no more power struggles. You know, we're, we're pulling that down. We're saying, wait a minute here. You know, this is about our core again. This is about who we are as light beings, you know, and our connection to each other and the divine and being able to show that and spread that. So I think that's where we're headed and what we're going to see like coming all the time now. So there we have it. <laughs> that's great. I, I agree. I think good things are on the way. Yeah. And speaking of good things, you have a certification course that people can take on your website, <laughs> melissavirtue.com. It looks amazing. And you've got a lot of really cool classes there. So I want to encourage everybody to get over there and check Thank us you. out and to listen to your radio show and to check out all of the good things that you're doing because you are so wonderful and I just love you dearly. You are a huge blessing to so many people. And I just wish you continued success and joy and peace on this amazing path that we're going to be having and that we're already having. Yes. Thank you so much, Shelly. You are a light to everyone. Thank you for spreading your light and seeding that optimism everywhere. <laughs> Likewise, my friend. All right, dear ones. So we have done it again. Please go to melissavirtue.com. I'm going to have some links to her wonderful materials and we will meet again on Healing Arts. But until that time, have a blessed day. Namaste. We'll be right back. friends, guess what? I've got a new book coming out from Llewellyn Worldwide on March 8th called Heal Your Ancestors to Heal Your Life. This book is based on something I call genealogical regressions because sometimes when I'm working with clients, I go into their past lives and I realize this is not the source event of the challenge. We need to send light and love to ancestors in order to make our lives the wonderful places that we want to be. 
So I hope you'll check out my new book and stay tuned for class announcements, book signings, and more as March gets closer. Heal your ancestors to heal your life coming March 8th from Llewellyn Worldwide. Welcome back to Healing Arts. I'm Dr. Shelley Care. Visit me online at www.pastlifelady.com. So we're done here with another episode of Healing Arts, and it's been a joy to be with you again. I certainly hope that you have been out there this weekend having fun. I know that they've said that travel is at a record level this weekend. I didn't want to go traveling when I know this many other people are going to be traveling, but um, I will be getting out and doing some actual traveling out of my town very, very soon. If you checked out my interview with Christine Day, I was mentioning that I'm actually going to get to go to Greece in July, and I just made my final payment. So I kept holding off until the bitter end because I wanted to make sure that this is really going to happen. This is a long story. I'll I'll talk about this more in the future, but I have a credit from a cruise that I took back in 2017 when my ship actually went adrift at sea and we had to be rescued by a tugboat. I've actually got a journal um, that I kept while we were out there. I'm probably going to publish that at some point. I'm still trying to figure out in what format I want to do that. But anyway, so yeah, we were really adrift at sea, which was really interesting. (laughs) And because of that, I have some cruise credit I have to use. And so I am going on a cruise to Greece. This was the very first cruise that I could get on. Um, I didn't want to wait any longer because the the credit's going to expire at the end of the year. And so um, it wasn't really in my conscious awareness to plan a trip to Greece. But the more I think about it, I feel like my guides really want me to go over there because I found Greece to be one of the most inspiring places that I've ever been on earth. I know I talk a lot about Egypt, but I guess I have, I don't want to say I failed, but um, Greece is really, really profound. And Um, I'm working on some new books and things like that. I don't want to say too much more about them yet until it's more of a public thing. But suffice to say, I'm very excited to see Santorini. I've never been there before. I've been to Athens and I've been to Rhodes and some of the other little islands that I don't even know what they were called anymore. But I never went to like Crete, which I'm going to get to see in Santorini. I had watched a documentary, which maybe you saw, I don't know if you did, but I think it was on Discovery Channel, it's been a while ago, where they really laid out the case for the idea that Plato, when he was speaking about and actually describing Atlantis, you know, there's this whole thing about, was Atlantis real or was Plato just kind of making this up because he wanted to talk to people about not being such jerks and that he wanted to give people a lesson about how we should be behaving in society towards each other. But the truth is he actually gave real descriptions of a place that this documentary lays out the case that this place was Santorini. And you know what? They made a believer out of me. And I know people, I have friends who've been to Santorini who say it's just incredible there. So I'm really looking forward to this. And Greece, like energetically, is a place that really inspires me. I've I've thought a lot about it over the years. Um, I do some fiction writing on the side. I definitely write about Greece, at least in fiction. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how this trip might inspire some new material that has been on my mind for quite a while. So we will see what happens. But um, again, that's not going to be till July, but I will have this program. I finally learned, you would think I would have learned this a long time ago, but I learned how to pre-program Anchor because I love Anchor software. I think it's fantastic. So since I know how to pre-program programming, um, I will have shows for you while I am in Greece but I literally will not be in the country between about the 22nd of July and until after the beginning of August. So 
it's going to be cool. And I'm sure we'll have lots to talk about when I get back. So along those lines, I want you to have a wonderful weekend. I hope you are getting out there. I hope you're going to have some fun times with friends and family. And if you're traveling, please be safe and just enjoy it. I think it's a time when we can really celebrate getting back together. Thank God. And I think things are just going to get better and better and better for here. From here, I should say. And I do wish you all the very best. Have a blessed week. And we will have a special episode coming up tomorrow for Memorial Day. So until then, have a blessed day. Namaste. Hey friends, it's Dr. Shelley. If you are experiencing anxiety, depression, or trauma, check out my book, Meet Your Karma, The Healing Power of Past Life Memories. This is a book filled with amazing case histories of clients who have successfully healed their anxiety and trauma, and it has a lot of guided journeys in it designed to help you get through these challenging times. Click on my website at pastlifelady.com, follow the book links, and check out Meet Your Karma, The Healing Power of Past Life Memories today.